Hello, everyone. Welcome to Developing Palettes. I'm Aaron Loomis coming to you from the Drew Estate Studio. With me today is June Lou, Seth Geis, and for the last time from the Villager Scar Studios, John McTavish. How you guys doing? Wait, Good. Last time. Wait, what? 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 So this is the last day for the Villager Scar Studios. Sponsorships up, man. John's not, leave, John's not leaving Developing Palettes. Oh, surprise! Oh. <laughs> I was like, I don't give a. I mean. Uh, it's like who's leaving? Hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Actually, Jeez. that's not true because there will be uh, recap videos that have the Villager that's background true. that we've recorded previously. Yeah, so because we're sneaking the like last that. time live, let's say that. So anybody that interested in uh, sponsoring John's studio, reach out to me. Uh, Listen, man, you have this, your, the studio is a very luxurious spot. Yes. It requires a lot of money to pay this off. I'm not yeah. like this is very luxurious. Right. Very, uh, or if you have a cigar brand that you'd love to see behind John, uh-huh. uh, anything really. Know. Yeah, I mean, really. we could put, we'll doesn't put have to be cigar brand. There. Yeah, it could be whatever. We'll put you anything want to back behind John. Whoever pays, White Claw, whoever pays, whatever. Yeah. You give us you give us the month to check. You can put back whatever you want. <laughs> pay to play, baby. Pay to play. Got let's actually not encourage that. Let's not, let's not encourage that because there's going to be somebody who <laughs> actually. You know what? Fuck it. We'll take your money. Let's see what we roll with this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so right I didn't rolls. get to say hi to you guys. So welcome, 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 welcome. Hello, well, Aaron. Chatting. Yeah, but well, we just kind of all went to John. You know, it was a green room. It doesn't really count. or something. So. So I know I know June had a good weekend. So what about the rest of you guys? <laughs> it's just emotional San Francisco. Uh, you know, it's a little sad. Uh, you know, as we wind down football season, and you know, it's the season's been over for me for like ten weeks or whatever. But um, you know, there's like I don't really follow a lot of other sports other than Formula One, and Formula One doesn't kick off for God like two months, three months. So. Not gonna watch hockey. Not gonna. There's no no football to watch. You're not gonna watch hockey. Why are you not gonna watch hockey? Because back in 2004, uh, there was a player strike after the Calgary Flames got absolutely. You you want to talk about referee? We do an hour just on how screwed the Flames got. Off that you guys can't win a fucking Stanley Cup. (laughs) They played an entire playoff series, all the games, and they might as well bench the player for the entire series. They got penalized so badly because the league did not want a Canadian team winning the Stanley Cup. No, they had the lightning. Uh, Calgary flames. No, no, but who are they? Who are they playing the lightning? No, I mean the whole series, like every oh, single game know, they okay. played through the playoff. I think, I think it set a record for the most number of uh, playoff goals called back during a playoff series. Like there must've been 15 goals called back. And, and then to cap off that experience, there was the player strike. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm done. I'm done. And I just, after that point, I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'll right. watch him. I'll watch him live. But. So we're here tonight live to reveal our 2022. Top 25. Top 25. That's right. So we've, let, we've let everybody do their thing. Wanted to wait till the end. Try to get this in. Get to get in before the end of January. I don't think, I think it's, it's discounted at that point. So. Here we are. Uh, we're going to get into it. I'm going to share a uh, nice little uh, presentation, and we'll kind of get going through it. See I'm how just this excited. goes. There's no tiebreakers. Is this, little, is this a video? Is this a goodbye video for John? <laughs> it's a little it's, goodbye. Yes, it's a it's a montage of John's, John's <laughs> Scottish hit. Scottish high dancers it's like, like the, at the Oscar love movie. actually it's bye like bye in, baby in, in, in memoriam in memoriam in memoriam. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> Damn. Whew. 
let me know if you guys uh, are going to nope. be able to see this. I'll see how it pops up on. I mean, uh, listen, if you can't see this, you need to Facebook. you need to see your local optometrist. Do we, do we have to agree to these terms, or do we already agree? To... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, perfect. Uh, top twenty-five criteria mm. for twenty twenty-two. Uh, we we probably as as much as everyone wants to complain about our scoring system, how complicated everything is. Uh, it's probably the easiest thing uh, in the, in the in the cigar land to to figure out. So this will this will be pretty simple for you guys. No one's going to uh, complain after they see our list. All yeah. those people that have always complained, this is their year, right? Uh, okay, so only cigars that were released between November first, twenty twenty one, and August thirty first, twenty twenty two are eligible. Uh, this was a a uh, issue on my end. Uh, our window should have been through. Uh, October 31st of 2022, but just based on how the cigars released this year and uh, we needed to keep reviewing. And so we bought a bulk of uh, cigars released kind of in the middle of the year to make that happen. So uh, we will catch up next year to try to make it back to our normal kind of window, but with the added two months that we missed this year. So this is the window. So if you're going to, you know, at the end, you're going to ask, well, how come so-and-so didn't make it on the list that was released in September or October? This is the reason. They will be eligible for next year. So not, it shouldn't be that big of a deal, all right? Um, and then the cigar has to have been reviewed on the site by all four of us. So any cigar that was only reviewed by one of us or three of us or two of us, that's not eligible. Um, and with this information here, I will tell you that there were 100 cigars that were eligible for this list. So 25% of those cigars are going to make this list, um, and we're kind of kind of go go from there. So that's the the starting point for the uh, the criteria. All right, how the rankings work? As I said, there were 100 cigars that were eligible, and basically the way that we do it is uh, we do not have a discussion at the end of the year about what we think should be on the list and where it should be on the list. Uh, that doesn't work. What, um, what about the when when you don't like what's number 15, Aaron, and then we just change it with number 12? What about that one, though? Yeah, you could do. I mean, we do that every oh, once in okay. a while, but, yeah. you know. All right, so the way it works is basically uh, we take the review scores that we gave at the review, and uh, we sort all of the reviews from highest score to lowest score for each reviewer. And then uh, those all get a weighting. So the highest score gets 100 points. The lowest score gets one point. We do that for each of the reviewers. You take the numbers from across uh, a cigar for all the reviewers, and that's the score that that cigar gets. Uh, and then we basically sort that list from you know one to 100, and the ones with the highest score get gets rated the highest. Um, so those are just added up, and that's the score. There's no... There's no feelings involved. There's no discussion. There's no arguments. None of that. So, uh, yeah, it's all set in the review during the year. So there's no uh, there's no additional discussion at the end. We just we just go by the numbers that they that they've been set from wherever. So that way we don't have uh, recency bias where a cigar that we smoked in August or actually smoked it in you know maybe November or whatever is in fresh in our mind and that's going to get something rated higher than something that we smoked in November of last year. So kind of keep that all out of the loop. So should be pretty straightforward. Um, all right. So with that, I think we're going to start getting into the list. Any Anything that I missed before we get going, guys? I have right, no so. questions. Okay. So here we go. Number 25, unless there's a slide that I forgot is in between here, but I think we're <laughs> ready to go. Number 25 <laughs> is the Protocol Bass Reeves Maduro. And uh, 
I will bring up my list to see who should be talking about this. Pretty sure that's me. Well, I'm one of the persons anyway. All right, John, hit it. Legendary lawman Bass Reeves, man, come on. Flawless construction. Um, you know, it, it's 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 very Espinosa-ish in the first third where, you know, it comes out of the gate with this, like, medium minus, sometimes almost medium full blast. Um, but then it kind of calmed down, which was nice and, you know, showed a lot more subtlety, a lot more nuance, um, a lot rich, sort of richer chocolate flavors. Um it was good. It was it was nice. I like the format. You know, I appreciated that for a limited edition, uh, that the, the construction was great. Um, and I think what we'll find on this list is that uh, June and I probably aligned on a lot of cigars in this list. I think June was like this one as well. Yeah. June, what were your thoughts on this one? Yes, uh, it was good. <laughs> John was incorrect about the burn being perfect. It was oh, not no. uh, for me. Uh, yeah, so you know, I within kind of protocols offerings, I feel like um, there's been a lot, uh, and especially within the Lawman series, it's been mainly misses for me. But um, I, I I thought this one was good. Um, so within all those new SKUs that they've come out with, um, you know, I recommend smoking this one. Um, this one's pretty close to like kind of what I feel like Lozona does well, um, like the way they kind of make you know, cigars that are meaty and got nice spice to it. Um, and this one had all of that. And I, that's why I liked it a lot. Nice. All right. Moving on. We're going to go to cigar number 24. And that cigar is the Tatuaje Havana 7, 6. Viracuglu number one. <laughs> Almost blew it. Almost. Almost. Blew it. Almost. Almost blew At least it. there's no typos. Uh, Steph, what were your thoughts on this one? Listen, I love this. I thought it was a vast improvement. Not that there's anything wrong with the original uh, Barracu, but I just really thought that the wrapper really added great qualities um, to this blend. It, it was it was complex. It had this creaminess, red pepper, spice, really good burn and construction. Um, it kind of you know it softens softens out a uh, original strong profile. So it was nice, nice experience. Who else was up there with me? Someone else was up there. John, John was. John, John. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in I put I put in my final words that like if you took all the sort of delicious Christmas baking and you were to kind of consolidate those flavors into a cigar, you would get the Tatuai Havana 6 Ferrico Blue. And that and that was, you know, like I don't like Christmas cake, but like it had that sort of fruity element and had the sort of um, you know, baked ready delicious sweet soft flavors and nuances um you know it had a perfect burn for me or perfect draw um and a nice long like what i really appreciate on a cigar like this is that the the flavors are engaging through the whole review and i got two hours and 15 minutes out of it which you know i was very happy for because you know it's one of those cigars where you're you're like i kind of want an extra half an hour on the cigar just to keep enjoying it but um you can always light a second one but yeah it's good 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 release from pete there you go. All right, moving on to number 23. It is the Red Anchor Admiral. Uh, so, John, what were your thoughts on this one? Um, so, the flavors in this were surprising. Um, there, was, there was a combination of flavors that I'm not sure I can recall getting on a cigar, which, which was in a good way. Um, so it kind of had a musty tobacco center, but then it had like this vegetal celery and like a spinach iron flavor combination. And I was like, that's so odd. 
but in a good way. And then, you know, there were some more traditional flavors in there of, of like bread and, and baking spices and stuff. Um, but it was just, it was well-constructed. The flavor profile was put together really, really interestingly. It didn't overwhelm on the palate. I think it was pretty much medium all the way through. Um, great smoking time. Um, you know, it's, it's obviously, uh, more premium price point. Um, but I think for what it is, uh, I think it, I think it delivers. You're the other one on this one, aren't you? Uh, June. June. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So this was actually my, uh, number one cigar of the year. Right. Yes. Um, so with that said, um, thank you for everyone for watching. Um, we'll see you next year. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, it, it was, you know, once in a while you smoke a cigar you and you kind of say, man, like this is why I smoke cigars, right? Like, because the reality of it is, is most cigars that we smoke are pretty average, right? We get to kind of know all the traditional familiar flavors, but something like this comes out and it reminds you of how, you know, um, how you fell in love with cigars. And that's exactly what this was for me. Um, what else would I going to say? Uh, you know, I, I feel like, I think I said this in a review video, but you know, this almost kind of feels like what I feel like Davidoff still should be doing, um, and, and they're missing out on uh, is exactly this kind of blend. So um, it's a very probably relatively unknown uh, name and blend for probably a lot of people. But mm-hmm. you know, for the for twenty five bucks, um, I splurge on it and just try. Like especially if you like a lot of like more nuanced, balanced cigars. Like I feel like people should really give this a shot. Sophisticated. Awesome. Yeah, oh, sophisticated. Yeah. All right, moving on to cigar number 22. It is the LCA Reserva Vintage 2021. Uh, and I'll share some so- thoughts on this. Um, I think we've all been fairly critical on Pravada in regards to some of their marketing and branding and things like that. Um, but this was a, kind of a nice step away from that. I mean, uh, kind of more traditional packaging, uh, more traditional marketing around it. Uh, you know, cardboard kind of like coffin box. Uh, this is a um, Christian Aroa uh, branded cigar. Um, and uh, it definitely smoked like that. I mean, it was uh, it was a pretty smooth cigar. Not, you know, not a lot of strength to it, uh, but a smooth, mellow, easy smoking experience. I would say probably one of the more, uh, one of the cigars that probably was the cons- most consistent across uh, all of us that reviewed it. I mean, it didn't like score sky high. But it did like it did evenly with each of us to kind of get it to that level. So uh, it's a, it's a bit on the higher price point side, fourteen bucks. I think they did another version of it uh, for twenty twenty two already, and which comes out at the end of the year. So kind of why it's still twenty twenty one version still fits in. But uh, limited release, um, you know, it's easy smoking cigar. If you're you know come across this, I, I haven't smoked the new one, so I don't know if it's kind of have a similar profile, but. Um, if it matches up and, you know, if they did more of these, I think that, um, you know, there'd be a little bit less gripe. I know they have a, a, a nice fan base of, of other releases, but uh, I think this is something that's definitely approachable to maybe some of those um, smokers that uh, maybe aren't um, kind of, that's not on their radar or, you know, have been kind of turned off from some of their previous releases as well. All right, let's get into cigar number 21. And that is the Espinosa Las Seis Provincias LV. Uh, and I think, John, you're going to take us on with this one. Yeah, this is a banger. Um, so I was talking earlier about the Bass Reeves and how, you know, it was 
started out sort of typical Espinosa in a good way because I, I like that, like Jim was saying. This did not start out like a typical Espinosa. Um, and in fact, my first few puffs in, I'm like, oh, what's going on here? Uh, it was, uh, I don't want to say restrained, but I would say a lot more reserved and conservative than a lot of Espinosa blends. And, and in a good way, because I think it allowed a lot of the a lot of the individual tobacco notes to come through and offer influence on the blend, which, you know, this is one of those cigars where you can't just light it up and, and, and smoke away. You do have to pay attention because there's a lot going on. Um, and I did, I did mark down and I think, you know, I'd ha- I mean, I have to go back and smoke all the previous releases, but um, this might be one of my favorite or the favorite of the Las Vegas provincias that has come out. Um, so, uh, I was pretty high on this, and obviously, uh, based on that, looking forward to the uh, 23 release. Awesome. All right, so with that, I think we're on a recap. So this is the first five cigars that we've listed. Uh, you can kind of see that here. Uh, 25 Protocol Batteries, Maduro. Oh, I blew it on the 21 at the end. Uh, Tatuaje Havana 6, Verico Blue number 1, Red Anchor Admiral at 23, LCA Reserve of Vintage 2021 at 22, and the Espinosa Las Seis Provincias LV at number 21. All right, so we're going to move up to cigar number 20, and that is the Room 101 Namakubi Ranflow. So, uh, Seth, yeah, man. You, and I, you and I are kind of paired up on this one, I think. What it's, always a good, it's always a good thing when it's you and me, man. Yep. So, listen, I thought it, I, I've always loved Room 101 Namakubi when it first came out. Um, I still remember that cigar. Um, and this was this was pretty close to that, while also delivering the qualities that you're you're seeing out of William Ventura that you get with Booth. Um, so it just it had you know it had like these old school flavor profiles that I like to call kind of musty, spicy, you know, dry, earthy, some creaminess. It was I really liked it. I thought the construction was great. Packaging's beautiful on it. Um, yeah, beautiful steak. Yeah, yeah, I mean the first thing you see with. Uh, uh, at least the way this one is packaged. I think there was another version that was not the um, kind of the figurata look uh, or perfecto look. But, uh, you know, this comes it comes in that, you know, uh, paper tube with the tissue paper and all that tissue. stuff. Uh, this is the higher step up uh, in regards to um, a portion of the proceeds for this goes to charity, which is also a nice uh, thing with it. But like this, I mean, this is a beautiful cigar all, all around. Uh, it smokes well. Um, you know, construction is fantastic. Um, just, just a nice smoke, um, you know. On the higher price end, but as I said, there's you know there's, there's a charity aspect to it as well. Um, but I think it's an enjoyable cigar that um, if you're able to find these, uh, you should go out and at least give one a try to see see what you think about it. All right, number nineteen is the Cuesta Ray number ninety five Cameroon, um, and uh, with this one we are going to go and jump over to Seth. It's me. Yeah, oh, was was that the highest one? I thought you no, June's highest. But let, you 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 can, yeah. you can lead off. I mean, listen, I I just remember being completely shocked while smoking this cigar, and I I I will be honest that we went in. I was like, why is Aaron making us smoke this? Like, I just don't I don't get what we're doing here. Um, <clears throat> but it was just really it was really enjoyable. It it was there was lemongrass, there was pepper, it was earthy. Um, it wasn't overly strong. Um. It's, it was kind of soft, but it just had great construction. Um, really easy cigar that I think, 
I think a lot of people should smoke it. Um, if you like Cameroon, I definitely, it, you know, you probably probably haven't smoked it. If and you should you should get some. Um, I think the price well, the prices were good on them, weren't they? Oh, like fifteen. It's not yeah, bad. not too bad. All right, June, take us away. Um, yeah, I I kind of forgot about the cigar. Uh, it's been kind of feel like this one's been a while ago. Um, but uh, kind of reflecting back on my notes and uh, no. Reflecting back on my smoking experience, not my red notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I felt like, you know, there's Cameroon. There's, you know, there's not that much Cameroon rapper stuff out there, of course. Um, so, if, you know, given the opportunity to smoke it, that's outside of that like Fuente uh, brand lines. Um, it's always interesting. Um, so, in this scenario, I felt like they they nailed Cameroon really well. Uh, it was sweet and spicy alike. Uh, really nice, big, full flavors. Um, and it was consistent, um, and that's what made it ultimately good. Um, it's just, I don't know, for some reason, I don't know about you guys, but like Quest, Quest del Rey, when I think about that brand, I kind of go for some reason go through like thinking about catalog, like online yeah. catalog type brands. Mm. So when I saw this, kind of like Seth, and I was like, Why the fuck are we smoking Quest del Rey? <laughs> like, but uh, <laughs> but to my surprise, you know, it was a it was really delicious. Um, I'm glad it scored top 25 for us. Yeah, and this is um, exclusive just for when you're visiting the factory, um, you know, down there, and it's it's rolled there in in uh, Tampa area. So, um, you know, uh, nice, uh, you know, nice. It's, it's a nice treat if, if you're down there. Yeah, if I was down in Tampa and I went to the factory, I don't know. I'm sure you could probably buy a bunch of these, maybe a box of these. It's something mm-hmm. that, yeah, I, I, if if you could buy a box of them while you're there, yeah, definitely buy a box for sure. Just because yeah. it's you're not gonna be able to get them anywhere else, and it's a good stick too. Yep. All right, let's get to number eighteen. Placencia Cosecha one forty nine La Vega. All right, John, this one is yours. Yeah, listen, um, you know, I read a lot of commentary throughout the because we did this uh, a few months ago. Um, and this was, you know, this is a big stand on a lot of different ways for me. First of all. Um, it was good all the way through, which, you know, sounds sort of like a backhanded common blend, but it, it's becoming difficult for me to get the same flavor experience out of the last third that it did out of the first and second third. And this was one of those cigars that was very consistent all the way through. A lot of complexity, but not palate overwhelming because, you know, the, 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 there's a fine line between delivering all the flavors and just being overwhelmed in the palate by the second third. And this, this didn't have that. And it was just such a, such a great standout for me. Um, you know, this, this is not only for me, you know, top 25, but it's one of those standouts where I look back on the last couple of years and go like, this is a standout for the last couple of years. Like this is just such a great release. And I think really just a showcase of, you know, Placencia in, in general, just keeps putting out stuff that I want to smoke, like whether it's the Alma Fuerte or the Cosecha. Um, it's it's become one of those brands where I walk into a shop, if I'm down in the States, I see Placencia on the shelf, I just grab it because I know I'm, you know, I'm going to have a good experience and the 149 was no different. Yeah. All right, let's head to number 17. Number 17 cigar is the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, Muestra de Saka, The Bewitched. Uh, June, tell us your thoughts on this cigar. Yeah, um, I so I, I feel like Saka cigars are not meant to be um, like usually you don't hear a ton of like a lot of composure and balance with Saka stuff because he uses typically more heavier tobaccos, right? 
but I felt like with this cigar, it was exactly that. Um, and that was a bit surprising in a, in a really good way, obviously, because it's on this list. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like, you know, uh, what's spoken through something like this, you know, Saka could do more than just great things with like broadleaf and just heavier tobaccos in general. Um, and I felt like this is a really good rendition of that. Um, this is a part of his, uh, what do you, what does he call these? Um, Saka series. <laughs> I'm just going to go out of fucking limb there. But. Oh yeah. Sorry. It's even right on. <laughs> Sorry, dude. I had to be a dick. Wow. Uh, got baby brain. Yeah, I do. Um, yeah. And, and in general, like I, I feel like most of the moisture Saka stuff didn't really hit for me, um, but this one absolutely did. So um, yeah, it was good. All right. And uh, Seth. Yeah, I don't know why June just texted me that Saka doesn't know how to make a balanced cigar, but um, <laughs> I mean, listen, it's just, no, it's, I haven't been crazy about some of the, some of his stuff that comes out of Noxa, but usually when Saka does things out of Oya de Nicaragua, he's producing a flavor profile that I enjoy. Um, this is stronger than I usually smoke. I think, didn't Saka one time go on there like, Seth only likes Connecticut's, um, <laughs> but here I am, man, leading the charge at 17. Oh boy, here um, we go. It's just, it's got a lot of coffee. It's leather, leather, rich oak tobacco notes. It's, I like it. It's really good stick. I like the press. Um, yeah, definitely smoke it again. All right. Uh, let's go to number 16. And back to back, Dunbarton Tobacco, trust me, Corita, Tricky Chaka, number 448. Uh, I'll get started with this cigar. Uh, I think when he does small format cigars, um, he knows how to pack that profile into that format. Uh, and I just really enjoy them uh, kind of coming off of the, you know, the, uh, the me create firecracker uh, getting into this. Um, it's just, it does really well. Um, it's got the, you know, those, that dark kind of cocoa ish uh, flavor profile to it. Um, and, you know, in that short format uh, it's hard to, hard to miss when you can just like keep that going the whole way um perfect construction as well uh i really enjoyed it and glad to see it uh, making the list here june what were your thoughts on this one yeah this delicious it was uh it was a little crack hits you know a little <laughs> short crack cocaine hits you know what i mean um yeah. and in the same waves all that goodness of connecticut broadleaf that i love you know it was chocolatey earthy dank um and in in a 30 40 minute uh smoke through um yeah, this this is like uh sometimes I have like ADD when I smoke cigars. Uh but this is something I could just smoke through two, three of them in one setting and be really happy with. Yep. Smoke two I or agree. three of them at the same time. <clears throat> if you no, got it. Not not like shove it in my mouth all three at the same time, Seth. But you know, <sighs> one after the other. It's not doing an OnlyFans, man. Love when you talk to me like that, man. <laughs> can, yeah, can I just can I just add to that that <laughs> sure. you know I think um there's a there's a few companies that do this small format f- sort of full profile really really well and i think steve is one of those who's very consistent and i you know i, I get excited when he pulls out a small format like this because i'm like i know that he's going to deliver a great smoking experience in in you know that hour and 15 hour and 20 minute mark and sometimes it's kind of nice to not you know have to review for two and a half hours but you still get that complete flavor experience and it's really nice Exactly. I'm just glad that I could help 
bring the cigar to 16 because otherwise it'd probably be in the top 10. So you know. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. My bad guys. <laughs> we all, we all have some of these cigars on this list that we kind of tank their placement. If all four of us had liked it, they'd be crazy high, but it's the way, it's the way the game. That's why works, I'm here. Right? That's why I'm here, right. man. I just smoke Connecticut's. All right. So we have made it through the first 10 cigars. Here's a good recap for you. So you can kind of see where we're at. Uh, I'm, I don't think I'm going to read through the list every time, but this gives you a good opportunity to kind of catch up if you're just joining us uh, and you maybe missed a, missed a few of them. So 16 through 20 on the left, 21 through 25 on the right. Um, and then at the end, we'll have a full recap with all of them, but we'll keep hopping through this uh, every five that we kind of get through. So, um, all right. So I think it's time to move on to cigar number 15. And that cigar is the Ferio Tego Timeless TAA 2022. And uh, Seth, I think you can kind of give your thoughts on this one. I mean, you know, it's it was the last hit at Nat Sherman. Might as well fucking bring it back, baby. Um, it was it just as good. I think I think my score was basically about right in line with with what the what 2020 kind of yeah. counterpart of this was. Um, just really a rich cigar, um, you know, filling just really enjoyable from beginning to end um i just i love the profile i like the packaging on it um great stick uh i will say this cigar put me on my ass with the strength level um <laughs> it was just um yeah it was a pretty pretty strong cigar but um yeah i'm glad uh glad they kind of brought that brought this back and uh went went through that so uh nice one all right let's get to number 14 that is the Adventura La Girona Robusto. We actually just published this review today, um, but made it on the list. Um, regardless, we had smoked this um, kind of a month and a half or so ago, but just kind of in the queue of where, where it fell in the, the review list order. Uh, so, John, start us off with this one. Yes, this is this is a classic example of something uh, we smoked at the trade show uh, and, and, you, you know, it's it's always tough when you're at the trade show, dry palate, dry smoking environment. It's really awful for cigars. But this is one of those cigars that I smoked, and I'm like, oh, this is this is going to be one to watch out for when we get the review, and I hope it performs as well or better. And it did. Um, you know, near as I could tell, the blend wasn't changed between what I smoked at the show and what we reviewed. And I think what stood out for me is that. Uh, a lot of times when you get a medium, medium full cigar, it's kind of medium, medium full all the way through. Like that's just kind of how it is. And I think what they managed to do here is they played around with the with the profile. Um, there's times where the profile is actually right down to the light level. Like it was remarkably light. And there's times where it was like absolutely medium full, completely dominating the palate. Um, but at no point that I feel like any of the flavors are out of balance. So that's pretty impressive. Um, you know, the packaging was interesting. We don't smoke the packaging, but I, I thought the packaging was kind of, you know, kind of some cool stuff that came out of the trade show. And it's nice that they could deliver a cigar that, in my opinion, kind of lived up to what the packaging was offering. Great cigar. Yeah, and this is one of those cigars that um, I kind of like how the kind of they get to the end result. And, um, you know, sometimes you know, cigar blends are, you know, they feel like they, you have to transition constantly and, you know, you know, put on this like, you know, fancy show for you. And then sometimes you can just have like simple core flavors that you just deliver them well. Um, and that's kind of the, where I place this cigar is it's, it's, 
it's not it doesn't have to be anything like fancy and like shooting off fireworks or anything like that. It can just be a nice, you know, nice mellow thing that you're enjoying. And as long as you can kind of stay consistent with that and you know, give you give you really good construction and not have to, you know, worry about doing anything else but sitting back and enjoying it. That's kind of what how this cigar fell for me. So um yeah, it was well done. Uh the band is like I said, like John said, the band's pretty cool. You can take off that, you know, that uh skull band there, and there's a another skeleton head under there without the hat. Um, so kind of a nice little thing with the bands that's pretty cool all right cigar number 13 is the army of angels connecticut toro and uh june you want to tell us about this cigar yeah you figured uh corona cigars pay me or something but uh, they don't (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah this um army of angels connecticut toro um you know this is um connecticut shade um with just done right you know it's got plenty of really nice soft uh notes uh just running amount of pepper to kind of um make it seem not overtly just kind of soft and sweet um and um yeah it's it, it's you know I, 15 bucks for connecticut shade is kind of difficult uh to stomach but you know at the end of the day a good cigar is a good cigar uh and this is a very well done representation of Connecticut shade um and it's especially good because it doesn't it, it blends out a lot of that like because uh, some of these Connecticut shades could be like Ecuadorian Connecticut shades could be a bit bitter um and it wasn't overly bitter I didn't have that overcast of bitterness that ruined the cigar uh, which is a big plus as well John your thoughts on this one yeah when I lit this up I knew that June and I were going to be pretty aligned in this because you know this is one of those cigars that checks a lot of boxes um and as June said it's you know it is sort of a more modern Connecticut um because it you know it does have that red pepper flake in there but uh it's not palate crushing you know it's it's you know just over medium um but as June was saying what I like is that it doesn't completely depart from the sort of core of what a a classic Connecticut should be but you know that 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 overwhelming dryness that you can sometimes get in Connecticut or that overwhelming tannic character you can sometimes get in Connecticut that's not in this blend but it still has that hay and that sort of um uh slightly slightly tannic wood that still maintains the core of what a, a classic Connecticut is and it delivers that sort of midway through the second third so you know great creaminess really nice on the palate and and yeah it's $15 but to be frank, I mean, half the stuff we're smoking now is up in that mark. And if I need if I need to spend fifteen dollars to get a really good cigar, I'm okay to do that. And I I think it delivers. Um, you know, and it, it, the next time I'm down at Corona, I'll definitely be buying these. Yeah, for those that are not familiar, um, this is a store exclusive for Corona Cigar Company. Um, it's made out of um, from Aganorsa. Uh, uses uh, Florida Sun Grown Tobacco. So, um, yeah, store exclusive. This is the second release in the kind of in the series. Um, I know Seth was a huge fan, and June is a huge fan of the original release. I haven't had a chance to smoke it. I don't know if, John, if you smoked it, but, yeah. um, you know, Seth and, John, uh, and June rave about it. So just an, another fo- a good follow-up for this. Um, and, you know, you can always pick them up there, but um, it's just a store exclusive. So not something that you probably find um, around at your your local shops. Uh, all right, let's get to number 12, and that is the Rocky Patel White Label Toro. Um, and I'll get started on this one. Um, you know, Connecticut Shade from Rocky, uh, high price point, but um, it, uh, it delivers kind of that uh, classical kind of Connecticut profile, kind of out of, out of that Rocky kind of factory style. So 
um, you know, really good construction as you can expect, uh, but some good flavor delivery uh, with it as well. And um, I think June was also a, kind of a fan of this one as well, June. Yeah. So with this, I would say everything that I talked about for the Harpy of Victor's Connecticut, except that this is five dollars more, which uh, is even more ridiculous. <laughs> but it's good. It's good. It's it's really good. It's like super sweet, super creamy. Like you know, um, more. You know, if 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 cigar, if you know a cigar guy that doesn't like. Uh, very overly earthy, rustic, like spicy type cigars like this. Uh, this fits the bill. And if someone doesn't, doesn't like a lot of strength as well. So right. this will fit the bill just right. All right. Going to move on to cigar number 11. And that is the Espinosa Knuckle Sandwich Habano Corona Gorda R. And uh, June, why don't you go on with this one as well? Yeah. Um, man, I you got to love the way... Um, like you know, Espinosa does things, uh, especially if it's you know blended by Hector, and Hector had a hand in the blending. Like I, I feel like those things combined are just winning combinations, um, and, and this is no different. You know, uh, you, you look at something like this, and it's backed by you know um, celebrity, but it doesn't have any of that like celebrity bullshit. Like this actually tastes good. I have no idea how if Guy Fieri was really involved in the blending process and all that, but I don't really care because this is just a damn good cigar. Um, not like like celebrity, like spirits you spend out there, which they all are complete hot garbage. John, your thoughts? Yeah, so on the this is kind of the opposite of the Las Esperancias because, you know, I said the Las Esperancias was uh, subtle and nuanced and this is anything but. This is at times turned to 11, um, you know, some palate crushing red pepper flake and black pepper, um, but not, but not you know, in a bad way. It's got creaminess to balance it out. Um, like June was saying, it's just got damn good flavors all the way through. Um, I was, a, I think the format's really good, but I understand that, you know, well, from my review, I really like the Maduro. And I think scoring-wise, for me, they were neck and neck. I think I preferred the Maduro, but I think the panel preferred the Habano over the Maduro. So, you know, that's how the top 25 list goes. But um, you really can't go wrong smoking either one, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. All right, so that wraps up the bottom 15. So here's kind of a recap for you. You can kind of see the most recent ones we did at the top and then kind of following up below that. So if you're just kind of joining us in, in the middle of this list, um, this will give you a quick uh, way to catch up with where, with where we're at. Um, we're going to head into the top 10 now and um, start uh, getting to uh, the money spots, as uh, some would say. Um, all right. Wait, is that where in. they have to pass for the spot in the top 10? Is that the money? I was trying to be subtle about it. But oh, yes, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. It works. Yeah. sorry. Fuck, John. Sorry. Gave away the At farm. 10, it is the Cavalier Geneva Inner Circle Toro. And uh, John, you can kind of kick us off with this one. Yeah, listen. Um, you know, we've had a lot of time to, to spend with Sebastian and, and smoking a lot of Cavaliers. Um, this one was... I don't even know how to describe it. It, you know, I used the word sophisticated already to describe another cigar, but but this is what this cigar is. This is like a modern smoker, sophisticated profile. Um, you know, it's just layers upon layers upon layers of flavors all the way through. You do have to pay attention to it. You can't just light it up and watch a football game 
Um, you know, this is one of the cigars where you really got to pay attention to the cigar to get everything out of it. You want to smoke it slow because there's a lot going on. Um, but I got two hours and five minutes out of it and I enjoyed this all the way through. Um, you know, given the presentation, given the packaging and given the profile, the price is quite reasonable for the market in 2022, 2023, which I also was impressed by. I, I would have expected this cigar to be like $17, $18 and it's not. So, you know, this checks a lot of boxes for me. Hi, Jim. What were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I completely agree with John. Um, you know, I, I will say there's there's so much subtleties to pick up on the cigar that you should definitely have this as your first cigar of the day. Um, you don't even have to eat breakfast. Just drink a <laughs> cup of water and light this up. <laughs> you know. That works. All right. All right. We're going to get to cigar number nine, and that is the Asylum 10 1118. Uh, Seth, take us to your thoughts on this one. Listen, I mean, it's it smoked like a really, you know, solid Honduran, you know, this was all Honduran, right? I'm not just saying something. That's not gonna be <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're, you're right. It's Honduran. I, I mean, yeah, because it, it was, you know, there was creamy, it was, you know, dry wood, um, you know, leather, earth, soft spices. It's just kind of this classic Honduran puro quality that you, you get with, you know, really anyone that uses quality Honduran tobacco. Um, <clears throat> kind of a massive cigar. Um, good body and strength, though. Really nice construction. Um, I like the packaging. I like the uh, little funkiness to it all. I can't think of the technical term for the coffin. Coffin? No, not the coffin with the band. Oh, that's the hologram. Hologram thing going on. Yeah. There you go. Hologram. Yeah, I really enjoyed the cigar as well. Um, it, it, the weird thing is that it didn't start off the best for me. It kind of, I thought the second two thirds were the better part of the cigar. And I think it just wants to kind of get, opens up that ring gauge. It starts to really come together and kind of in that middle part, getting like floral notes, creaminess, and then some, you know, some nice spice notes. And it just kind of all comes together that middle part, but it, it, it doesn't fade out uh, at the end. It kind of stays strong there. And I, I really enjoyed this. Um, you know, I'm Honduran Puros don't always hit for me, but this one kind of, it just, I don't know. It, 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 it warmed up in that first third and kind of just started going firing on all cylinders the rest of the way. So uh, I bought this one for you guys. I'm the only one that didn't like it. Yeah. So it was, <laughs> it, it was, it was a, it's, it's, a, I think it's a summer, it's like a summer fall blend. Yes. I think like yeah. Honduran cigars are really, it's a really like early fall, late summer. It's a really good blend. This would be good with some mead. Or some pumpkin pumpkin spice latte. I do like I some, do like those yeah. pumpkin spice lattes. It's true. Yeah. All right. Number eight is Ferio Tego Timeless Ten Years, and uh, I I want to say it's going to be the same. You and I, Seth. So you want to take it? Take this one. Just listen, you know, Michael, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> so listen, it's just um, damp wood, tobacco. Coffee bean nuts, earth and spice, um, all Dominican. If I recall correctly, John didn't like this. Which Mm-mm. no, 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 I like it. it. Is this I did. is this the one? I, Dominican? I pushed is this one. I pushed is this, this for you is guys. Is this again. the one? Is this the one Dominican that we that we both actually agreed upon? 
Yeah, this yeah. was oh. this this is the one where I think on the video I said, "See, Michael, you can blend something that I like. You can blend a Dominican cigar that I enjoy." But <laughs> yeah, I no, it's gee, gosh, it's I mean, yeah, it's I really like the blend. I thought it was just, you know, it didn't, you know, the burn wasn't that great, uh, but it's just because of how the tobacco is. But it's just really enjoyable, nice body and strength too. Yeah, I mean, I really like this one as well. Um, it yeah, it's just. Uh, Kind of has, uh, I'm not going to say it. So, uh, yeah, mushroom muskiness, some floral notes, cedar, uh, nice spice notes. Smokes really well. Did not kick my ass like the TA did. <laughs> um, so I had the balance I wanted there. It just smoked really well. Um, so really nice cigar um, on the price you're in. But there's only like five or six cigars in a year that I'm going to say I'll go back to and smoke. And if I have to pay a premium to get those five or six, I'm willing to do it. This is one of those cigars I would go back to. So, um, you know, I'd be willing to pay that price to, to make this happen. So, um, there you go. All right. Number seven is the Hoya de Nicaragua Antonio CT Lonsdale. And, uh, for this, we will jump over to John. Yeah. Listen, man. Um, I think, one of the things I've found with with Connecticut blends is that in general, uh, a lot of them smoke better in the bigger ring gauge format. So when I heard they're coming out the Lonsdale, I was like, oh, I don't know if that's going to be right. But it is right. It's it's really good, consistently good all the way through. Um, and this probably is on our list. And I've I've done some smoking for my own. This is probably the cigar that I think I've smoked the most on my own. After the review, I went and picked some of these down in Houston and kept smoking them in Houston. And they're just extremely consistent. You get the same flavor profile every time. The construction, of course, coming out of Hoya, perfect every time. Uh, it's just over 10 bucks, which, you know, in this market is a hell of a value. And I think they did enough with the profile to be really interesting for people who have sort of moved on from Connecticut blends. But it's not super strong. So I think it's one of those great bridge cigars where, you know, a daily Connecticut smoker can appreciate this cigar. And someone who doesn't really smoke a lot of Connecticut's can also appreciate the cigar. Uh, yeah, I just have nothing but good things to say about the Antonio Connecticut for sure. All right, June, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I echo John's beliefs. Um, echo John's <laughs> beliefs. <laughs> Jesus. No, I... I everything's good about this um price really good you know it's honestly like sometimes i feel like if people could just make a uh connecticut shade that is just gonna be like smooth a lot of soft you know kind of white flavors and like the um just like really sweet creamy um you're probably gonna place on our list like me and john anyways yeah. Which basically means you're gonna. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. throw myself on that list if you can do that. Yeah. Yeah, you like you love a creamy, yeah. Yeah. soft and creamy. I mean, I, I, yeah. I'm all about it. if you could do it and kind of dodge those like that dryness and any kind of bitter note, bitter notes. If you could dodge mm -hmm. that and do all the other stuff, uh, I'm in. Yeah, hundred no, percent for sure. Yeah, I like them a little bit firmer, not as creamy, okay. a little bit darker. All right, well, thank you. Nice, Mix different dark, strokes, dark different folks, dark different strokes, different folks. All right, number six on the list, Tatuaje Cohete Reserva. Speaking of darker and firmer, man, look there at you that. Go. Mm. All right, Gene, we're going to stick with you on this one. Tell us about your thoughts on this. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would say Pete's 
Kohete releases the the three that uh, wait, yeah, four, three, three, three four. this year, yeah, four, well, this four, year. right? Because he did Broly, Sumatra. Oh, that's um, that's not a part of the Kohete. Wait, was yeah. it? Did no, it was no, that's no, different. No. It was not. They didn't. Do, he did T one ten, Avion, and one other one. Tax Yeah, I'm talking about Kohetes. He only yes. did three different. Three Kohetes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. My bad. Um, so I mean, I, I would say all three of them are worth smoking in general. Um, but this straw leaf one or the reserve one, um, it's, I mean. <laughs> Kind of like what I think, John, you were saying this earlier. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about that tricky traka, uh, that short version, like short fatty kind of version of broadleaf, yeah. broadleaf. Um, and you know, aside from Saka being on that list of doing those really well, like Pete Johnson's right up there doing these really well, I would say he probably did it like from back back in the day of, of you know, doing bangers of these. So, um, I think. When we smoke these, uh, it still tasted a little bit young, um, but I think with time, it'll just get better and better as well. So, yeah. all right, Seth, what are your thoughts? I mean, listen, I it was a short robusto, great broadleaf. I mean, it was strong espresso, leather, peppery spice, earth, um, cocoa powder, a lot of strength, a lot of body, um, just really good filling, rich blend. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I'd say they were young when we smoked them, but they'll just age. I mean, but they still smoked great, and they'll just age wonderfully. Um, great cigar, great release. I mean, it's just this is this is like the broadly stuff that we loved of Tatuai. Yep. All right, it's uh, recap time. <clears throat> so here you go, six through twenty-five. Uh, if you're just kind of joining us in the middle here, you missed a couple here or there, you can kind of catch up a little bit by uh, seeing uh, what's played so far. And um, now it is time to get into the top five. John solicited some guesses. Uh, he only got, I think, one guess, and it was completely wrong. Um, but, you know, we'll we'll let the wah, guesser wah. Stick, with, stick with their thoughts on that. But, all right, here we go. Uh, number five. Uh, Buenaventura BV554 Limited Edition 2021. Uh, and Seth, we're going to stick with you on this one. This was, well, I mean, John's going to be part, John's a part of this too, right? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Listen, I mean, this was just one of these, like, where did this come from? Um, licorice, leather, cocoa powder, coffee, leather. Um, I had said that because it just, there's so much going on in these things. It was just medium strength and body. It, it had, transitioning throughout each third it was complex there was depth the draw if i recall correctly i feel like the burn and the draw were just perfect for mine um it just was i don't know why i didn't buy any more of these i I don't know what the fuck happened but this was so good (laughs) john all right john yeah i uh i was reflecting on this cigar and i remember even now looking at the top five i'm like this to me this cigar is al pacino and the devil's advocate when al pacino was the devil spoiler alert and he says they never saw me coming and and that was the Buena Ventura when I, when I you know I looked at it I'm like okay like I don't you know I don't know what to expect and I lit it up and it was one of those cigars where you take a couple puffs and you, and you look at the cigar and you're like where did this come from and and you keep smoking it and you get halfway through and you're like man this is a good cigar this is just a really good cigar uh and I think 
June, you used the word refined when you described it. And I think that like, it's so remarkable to see a, a cigar that's, that's just over the medium mark, but you still describe it as refined. Like it's, it's, it's a fairly full bodied smoke, but it's refined. And, you know, I think the, the word I would use to describe this is understated. Like you look at the cigar and you really don't know what you're in for. And then you light it up and you're like, oh man, this is, this is just such a good cigar. And uh, absolutely deserving of, of the number five spot. And obviously uh, when they come out with the, presumably the, the, the next limited edition, uh, that will be high on my list of, of ones to look forward to for sure. Uh, and I'll just drop it. This cigar is uh, $7.50. So uh, if you want to say they can't make good cigars for under 10 bucks, then this is your example of how no, it can be don't done. Don't even go to the grab bag. It's already in the grab bag. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Really grab bag. <laughs> <laughs> probably, they probably are. You release right. street to grab bag. <laughs> Got to be in contention for the value cigar of the year. I would think so. Yeah. 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 All right. Cigar number four. Alec Bradley, fine and rare, BC thirteen four EV. Mm. All right, so in this, we're going to go with uh, Seth. We'll start off with you. Listen, I, this had, I think, like any fine and rare, it had a lot going on. Um, damp earth, barnyard, sweet spices. There was like mocha, oak, red wine qualities. You know, almost like this port quality, medium in strength and body. Um, just really filling complex throughout um really good uh, i had a really good draw but i just remember the burns kenny alec bradley it's not great but it was i put good which probably hurt it but you know for them it was solid so but a really good really good blend all right do you want your thoughts on this one yeah um i go a lot of what seth said um it was just it, it had a lot of go a lot going on for it um pretty quite complex you, you kind of figured like when you smoke a fine and rare, um, out, you 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 want it to be complex. You expect it to be composed and balanced and complex and all of that, right? So, and it was exactly that. Um, and and for something that uses such um, that that has so much of the complexity, like I kind of think about paying what, like almost twenty four bucks. It's not too bad, right? Because it's more, you know, that that seems fitting, like me. Me paying like twenty to twenty-five bucks feels like um if, if I could get some like really nice complexities and nuances, uh, to me that's worth it. Um and, and I feel like to that extent it, you know, something like this does fit the bill. All right, John. Listen, I think this, you know, if I were to describe a cigar thing, this is this is a full body wine in a to in a tobacco profile. Like it's just got so much mm. so many of those full bodied red wine characters in a cigar. Um, you know, rich, complex, and Seth kind of walked through the flavor map, but at the same time, it's restrained. It doesn't jam up your palate. It does, doesn't fatigue you. And that's important because, you know, in a larger cigar like this, it's such a fine line between full bodied and burning you out because <clears throat> like I got just three hours smoking time on this, which is great on a cigar. That's a premium price point, but smoking for three hours, if, if, if it's, fully full on your palate, you're going to be, you're going to be hard pressed to taste anything by the halfway point. And somehow this managed to still deliver that rich complexity all the way through. Um, I was sad to put this down when I finished, but uh, man, this was, this was such a good cigar and uh, shout out to Coop because this was uh, number one on Coop's list. And I think Coop got a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, rich 
thing on this one. And we just kind of had to keep our mouth shut. We're like, well, we'll see what happens. And here it is, number four for us. Um, and I think much deserved. All right. We're getting into the podium positions, as they would say in F1. Correct, John? That's right. Why right. For, oh, money for money three, position. For three, three through. All right. Cigar number three is the My Father, Le Bijou, 1922, Cien Años, limited edition Corona Especial. Uh, also wins number one for the longest name of the year. Uh, but uh, <laughs> June, take us to your thoughts on this cigar. So this was, you know, this was interesting into especially know that I score so high for us. Um, I don't. So this is not my kind of flavor profile. Uh, this cigar is uh, really hearty, very spicy, very rustic, like stick to your palate for hours on end after you smoke it kind of a cigar. But uh, what I can and do appreciate is how well it did those things. Uh, and because it did those things so well, uh, and it wasn't, and, and by the way, it's not just spicy and earthy just for the sake of those things. Like there was, you know, other notes, um, like um, some nice cedar coming through, some like semi-sweet chocolate coming through that made it a really nice, but very bold uh, profile. Uh, and I really respected that. And I really liked that. Uh, but you know, for me, for to smoke something like this again, like I better eat, I don't know, half a cow. <laughs> That's a lot of beef, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going to say impossible burgers, but all right, Seth, be lying. Take us to your just, thoughts. Listen, I just I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was a beautiful scar. It's probably you know near perfect, basically for me. Um, as June said too, it's not it's not like my. These aren't the cigars I smoke. This isn't a cigar that I smoke. You wouldn't see me smoking this type of cigar typically. Um, just balanced throughout leather, tobacco, wood, earth. It was there were soft, creamy notes, red pepper. I was getting some cashew qualities, medium full. Um, great construction. It's just, you know, for, I don't know, I've been smoking cigars a long time, man. And it's, you kind of seen, the you know every company every, over the years has had you know waves of when they've done well and my, and my father i think has had some really good moments and i think they've had times where i don't think they've done as well um but i think you know you can kind of see this year that my my father in general is doing great and this i just thought was just fantastic um i think it's probably one of the best cigars they've done i just loved it very good very good all right, we're getting to the number two cigar of the year, and it is the Ace Prime Maria Lucia. Uh, this was a very good cigar this year. Uh, heavy dark oak, black pepper, earth, uh, chocolate syrup, uh, granular cotton candy sweetness, just crazy flavors that I don't typically get um, out of cigars. Uh, just really, really, really well done. Alas, there's a problem. And we don't know what the future is of this cigar, this blend. Um, but uh, it was a PCA exclusive. Uh, so I would say to other brands doing PCA exclusives and especially to the TAA, please take note of what occurred here and try to emulate or do better than this in the future. Um, just really well done cigar. Um, yeah, I mean, 
uh, smokes really well. Price point is pretty reasonable. I mean, it's sub thirteen dollars, especially with what the price points are nowadays. Um, it's just it was well done. It was nice to see. I, I, you typically these type of releases would come out in future years with other vitolas and things like that. But with the influx of the company and the factories and all that stuff, I'm just hoping that this can somehow stay what it is and we can continue to smoke this um, in the future. Uh, June, I think you also had fine thoughts for this cigar. Yeah, this was awesome. This was a awesome Connecticut broadleaf. Um, everything you wanted to be it was chocolate. It was chewy. It was you know earthy, dank, like all of that good stuff. Um, I feel like when I think about um, like brand slash blenders that do broadleaf so well, you know, of course you think about guys like Saka and uh, Pete Johnson and like, um, I'll even put like Nick uh, Malolo in there. Right. But you, people shouldn't, you know, forego take it or look at what Luciano did uh, for this blend. Um, they, they really should take a hard look and it'll really surprise you how much you, um, you know, if you smoke those other, you know, brands and, and those uh, that I just talked about, like this should be right up there with them um, for sure. Yep, absolutely. All right. Are you guys ready for the number one cigar of the year? I don't know. Are we? I don't know if our audience is ready. <clears throat> There's like no guesses. I don't know what's going on out there. Yeah, I think there were a couple of guesses, but they were incorrect. Monte so. Cristo number two. <laughs> yes. I we should put a fucking Cuban up there. H Upman number two. <laughs> I think we'll do. Uh, yeah. I do love an H Upman number two, though. Man. I do too. Really they, don't, they don't suck. Yeah. No. All right. They're really good Piramados. Number one cigar of the year is, and Jay, I will say no. Uh, Olmec was released in September, so it does not qualify for the dates, but uh, it will be next in next year's uh, contention. Um, all right. Number one cigar of the year is the Tatuaje Cohete Kappa Especial. And uh, with that, we're going to start out uh, going back to June on this one. Yeah. Um, so uh, what did the Cohete Reserva hit for us? Like top 10 for sure, right? Yeah, the, res- um, the Reserva was uh, six. Six, got it. Um, <laughs> so when I was saying earlier about the Reserva of how you should just smoke all the Cohetes and they're all really good. Um, they are, and uh, this is um, an, an example of why I said that. Um, this is just perfect for uh, your everyday smoke. I mean, it, and I love cigars that'll last that like 40 to 45 minute range, uh, and it's just consistently good throughout. Um, and you could leave it or let it not roll up and spend another 45 minutes or so on. Um, so, you know, that's what I like about the Cohete formats in general. Um this is great. And then we'll, and, and I think if I remember right, when we smoked this for review, I think it was pretty early on in our review cycle for this uh, cycle year, right? Um, I'll be able to tell you here in a second. Uh, no, January yeah, release. You guys date. all smoked May, like okay. early May. Yeah. yeah it, was, it. It, was, it, was, it was spring. Okay. Um, and, I think this will get better as time goes on as well, because it, it smoked a little young as well. Uh, back in the day, uh, we'll be there review when this came out. So yeah, it's awesome. I, uh, by the way, do you guys remember when we were smoking these, uh, tatuajes and like, when we go to Cohetes, we're like, oh, our top 25 list is just going to be fucking tatuaje. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> wow. All right, John, what were your thoughts? Yeah. The, uh, that was so 
tune was right in my head when, when we originally reviewed this, and I went, oh, shit, is this, did we just smoke cigars that are, like, did we just round out the top five of the year? And, you know, and that's a good thing, like, when you, when you've been smoking cigars as long as we have, and we've been reading cigars as long as we have, um, that was one of those ones where you lit it up, and off the first few puffs, you're like, oh, man, this is so good and you know, the only thing that's in your mind is i just hope that the rest of the cigar lives up to the first few puffs and it did it was just it was just one of those wonderful cigars all the way through and like i said right off the bat i knew it was a great cigar and uh, i managed to eke this out as long as i could june was talking 45 50 minutes i managed to get an hour and 10 minutes out of this i mean i was really really dragging it out but again that's what pete is really good at he delivers these short format cigars that are a short format but maximum delivery on flavors and they're readily available they're reasonably price point um constructed well with great tobacco um it's just it's just such a great cigar and uh yeah for me it was kind of a toss-up between the uh the 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 two uh tatuajes the two cohetes um you know i think they were pretty tied for me uh but this they, they were they were special for sure much much deserved of a top one all right, Seth, take us home. Yeah, I mean, listen, I just thought it was, you know, first third was starting out some stone fruit, cinnamon, red pepper, you know, chocolate, hazelnuts, earth, and leather. Um, you know, I didn't think, I didn't think it was as strong as the Reserva, um, but it was. I, I thought it was still one of these things that had a lot of potential, just because I thought it was younger, um, but it's still a fantastic release, um, and the whole Cohetes you know, all of them were, um, but just, you know, really nice, again, solid Ecuadorian Sumatra with, you know, my father tobacco. They're it's coming back. Everyone they're rolling. There you go. All right. So to recap, here is the list. Number one at the top and you can see two through 25, the rest of the way down. Uh, we'll leave this up for a couple of seconds while we kind of chit chat, but, um, uh, I don't want to get into overall thoughts too much for the year because we're going to do a show on that that I'll kind of talk about here in a minute. But um, what are your thoughts kind of on the on this list um, and kind of maybe anything that placed higher than you thought it was or anything that placed lower than you thought it should have been? Well, I'm I'm uh, I'll just throw it out there that the um, the Quest Array. So that's one that I need. To, that's going to be on my my homework to revisit for 2023 if I can get my hands on it. Um, because I think we talked that, you know, I was kind of the poo-poo. I just had a, a unfortunate experience, which happens. Um, and I think, you know, that would have probably placed top five if it wasn't for me. Um, because, you know, so I think when you see that at 19, uh, that's a bit of a sleeper. I, I think if, if you're down at the factory, uh, do not hesitate to pick that up because everyone went gaga over that cigar. Um, so I think, you know, as we if we do in our recap, you know, how does that line up? I think the one cigar on that list that I feel like is out of place is maybe that Quest Array. Um, and that's, and, and I, I take responsibility. And that's my, sorry, sorry, guys. That's my fault. Sorry. But there's, there, you know what? There's actually a lot of them on this list like that. There, there's going to be cigars where three people really enjoyed it. And one person uh -huh. just didn't like it at all. And that's just kind of how it works out. But it's, you know, that's the, that's the beauty of this panel is that, uh, we have four differing palettes and uh, the cigars that kind of can kind of go across that, you know, what we all like that those are the ones that do the best. So you, um, can, you could age the top, the, our top 10 cigars. You look at all those cigars and you can say, yeah, you could age those. Like I look at those, I could age those for 
three years and come back to them and there's going to be still something there. Yeah. yeah. There, there's going to be quality and some of them are, a lot of them are going to improve with that time, which you don't, you don't see that a lot with, hmm. with non-Cubans. Um, but I, I think there's something with a list. If you look at that top 10, you can see quality cigars that you can put away in your humidor that, that are truly special um, yeah. and will age well. I would agree with that. Yeah. I Thanks. would say everything on that list. I smoke um, again, we even have. if I didn't like it, um, but like Just I smoke it again, even if I like, you know, crapped on it on the yeah. original review of it, like it's, I, I, I love to go back to them if I can, um, to do a, you know, retake on it. Um, cause that's always fun. Right. But, you know, and also within the ones where I say, like, for instance, some of these co-head this where I'll say when we did review it was a bit young, like I love to do like a, um, smoke it again now to see how much is better. Uh, at this point right uh, because you know cigars are it's all about the journey right at different parts of the age of the cigar so yeah. isn't isn't blue smoke of uh dallas doing our sample pack with a little promo special with that too <laughs> yeah that that's a, that's a good idea jay if you want to do a sampler pack of the top five or top ten if you're able to if you have all those in stock that'd be fantastic but i would assume that some of those may not be available uh, so but you know we'll see what, we'll see what happens is so that, is that promo code yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a DP zero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. The uh, what um, the, oh, go ahead, John. I was just gonna say one of the one of the things I like about the curated list that we do, just to pat ourselves on the back for a second. Um, legitimately, as Jim was saying, there's not a single cigar on that list that I wouldn't hesitate to go back to smoke. And when people are like, you know, what? So people who are maybe new to the NC market, and they're like, what? What can I reach for? Like, what is a standout cigar? And I can go, look, here's 25 cigars. Go buy a handful of cigars this 25 list. I don't feel like you're going to have a bad experience. I feel like every single one of these cigars in some way is going to deliver something you're going to find interesting, unique, engaging. You're going to want to return to. And so for me, it's very easy for recommendations when people are like, hey, you know, you review a lot of cigars. What do you recommend? You know what? I don't feel bad about giving you this list because I feel like you can buy any of these and you will come back and say, great recommendation. So, you know, it's, it's nice. Um, so I just want to congratulate all the brands and companies and people behind those brands that made the list this year. Um, you know, thank you for putting out, uh, good scars and, uh, that we enjoyed smoking. So that's, uh, always, uh, fun for us. Uh, and I want to thank all these guys here, June, Seth, John, I know this is a big year of changes in all of our lives, uh, new and old and things of all that nature. So, appreciate all of your time in spite of all of those things and uh, look forward to continuing on with this with you guys. Um, so thank you very much. Um, and then just kind of, John, a it was of... nice to have you on the team. Yes. Thank it you. It was good being time. here. I enjoyed the journey <laughs> as I move on <laughs> to bigger and better things. That's Big right. Um, so this list will go up on the website uh, tomorrow morning, kind of our normal um, publishing schedule. Uh, the video will go up on YouTube tomorrow morning and the podcast will be available if you want to kind of go back to anything that's going to be on Facebook immediately after this. Uh, next Monday, uh, we will be doing uh, our end of the year uh, media recap show that we do every year. So same time as this, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we will have William Cooper from Cigar Coop. Charlie Maddow from Half Wheel. Uh, we'll kind of do our uh, annual thing of just kind of breaking down the cigar year of 2022 and thoughts on how this year went. Uh, maybe what's going to kind of happen this upcoming year and in the future. So hope you can join us for that. 
Uh, next Tuesday, we will publish the value cigar list. So kind of the breakdown for the cigars that uh, provide the best value for uh, score versus price. So it won't be the best cigars, but the cigars that you can, you know, you get the most value out of based on the price performance. And then Thursday of that week, uh, we will publish all the kind of the numbers behind the scenes. Uh, so all of our score breakdowns by uh, country um, and uh, price point and, uh, you know, sponsor versus not sponsor, whether we bought the cigars, whether the cigars were provided to us, all those kind of behind the scenes inside numbers that people ask about or, or wonder about, like, you know, do you guys give better scores to your sponsors and all that stuff? All we'll, we'll, that, that'll be all, all transparent. So you can, we'll work hard on you it. can, yeah, you could dig through all the numbers and you can say whatever you want to say about it at that point. So lots of fun stuff coming up next week. Thank you all for joining us on this list. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, comments here, comments, YouTube comments on the website page for the list. Uh, we love the, we love the banner back and forth on all the, all the picks and things like that. So thank you again for joining us. Uh, really appreciate it. And, uh, we will catch you next week on our 2022 recap show. Going to Disney world. <laughs>